Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Tuesday, 22nd of February. Good morning. I'm Michelle Martin. Asia Pacific shares are trading in the red this morning as tensions flare along the Russia Ukraine border. Tokyo is down 1.6%. Seoul is off 1.2%. Sydney is in the red as well. The US markets were closed overnight for a holiday. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. Good morning, Ryan Huang. Morning, Michelle. Crisis in Europe is deepening this morning. Russian military units are headed into two separatist regions of the Ukraine. This follows a move by Russian President Vladimir Putin to recognize the territory's independence. The United States is reportedly temporarily moving its Ukrainian embassy out of the country and into Poland. It's also imposing sanctions on the breakaway regions, but not yet on Russia itself. Let's take a step back for a moment to understand the conflict a little better. So far, it's taking place in two areas called Donetsk and Luhansk. Uh, Ryan, why do these territories matter to Russia. Okay, so if you draw a map or at least look at one, uh, this is where they are located at the borders between Ukraine and Russia. So here is where it is strategic for Russia. And this is worth noting because uh, one of the, I guess, um, theories is that Russia may take this chance as a way to uh, move their troops into these two regions um, because with the recognition, it now means those two regions can ask for military help for almost any reason. And if that happens, can you imagine the troop movements um, from Russia to those two regions and then potentially into other parts of Ukraine if they do decide to expand their military approach? Russian President Vladimir Putin appears determined to redraw the European map as he seeks to expand Russia's sphere of influence with the use of military power. The US and Europe, Ryan, have threatened harsh sanctions should that happen. So far, they're holding back, but what actions have been taken so far? Okay, so looking at some of the headlines, it's been a bit of a flurry of um, headlines just shaking out markets. And I'm looking at more sanctions. And that is what's being promised by the Biden administration. And here is actually the latest where they are now promising to um, sign an executive order to prohibit new investment, trade and financing by US persons to, from or in the so-called two regions known as People's Republic and Luhansk People's Republic regions of Ukraine. So that is on top of of the earlier threats of sanctions they would unleash. So this is now seeing European leaders also condemning Vladimir Putin's announcement and issuing fresh threats to what they call a blatant violation of international law. And there's also reports that the US ambassador to the United Nations has what he calls credible information that Russia has compiled lists of Ukrainians to be killed or sent to camps following an invasion. In response, the Kremlin has refuted all those accusations and saying these reports are drawn up as lists, as uh, fiction, when Mm. they were asked about it by reporters. So it is going to be a very shaky setup for Wall Street when they do reopen today. Yesterday, we already saw global markets in the red, so Wall Street may have some catch-up selling to do. Let's turn to the market reaction now. U.S. futures are down. Oil and gold are up. 
Tell us more. Yeah, so it's been a fight to safety in recent days around all these negative headlines. If you look at where US futures are right now, uh, they are in the red. And I'm looking at the um, NASDAQ 100 and the S&P 500 futures. Um, They are pointing to a lower start tonight. And looking at where we were for the European trading session, Mm. the Europe 600 index, the stock's Europe 600 index, fell to its lowest level since October. And that was down 1.4%. The biggest losers were automakers, which dropped 2.7%, but pretty much all sectors in the red. And looking at the Russian exposed stocks like Polymetal International, that was down over 8%. And if you look at where we are for the um, Russian index for the Moex Russia Index. Russian stocks sinking the most since the 2008 global financial crisis, plunging as much as 14%. The Russian ruble weakening a third straight day. Conversely, you've got the Japanese yen and the Swiss franc safe haven currencies climbing higher. Gold prices also up around 0.4% overnight to just slightly over $1,900 per ounce. And looking at oil prices... No surprise to see energy prices creeping up with Russia um, supplying around 40% of the natural gas supplies to the rest of Europe. You've got prices for oil, for example, um, up over 3% for Brent, now trading at slightly under $97 per barrel. That is near seven-year highs. Thanks, Ryan. We're going to keep a close look on the crisis in the days ahead. Let's turn now to COVID-19 and some potentially good news for people who are vaccinated, as well as two very different paths that are being taken now by Hong Kong and Australia. I want to start with the good news. The latest research is showing that if you've received a Pfizer or Moderna booster, then you will likely not need another shot for a long time. Tell us more. Yeah, it seems like the headlines change as more studies get done. So previously, we heard about how we might need to take rounds of um, um, boosters every year or mm-hmm. every six months or so. But now, according to the latest studies, it seems like three may be enough. And that is going to be good news for people who have been quite hesitant about just um, going through the whole vaccine um, exercise, thinking, hey, this is just going to drag on and on and on. But now, according to studies, they are, they are pointing to how they are seeing diminishing returns on the number of additional doses. So it may not be necessary to take on more than three. Studies to date are showing that people over the age of 65 or those with a high risk of illness may still need a fourth vaccine dose. And also it's important to note that this so far is just research and not official government policy. Next up, I mentioned that Australia and Hong Kong are taking very different paths this morning. How so? (laughs) Yeah, so it's a good day on the start of the week for Australia because they reopened their borders and that was with a long time when borders were shut and even if you were family or if you were dating and whatever reasons, it was very limited travel movements into Australia because of their tough lockdown measures. But now uh, that has reopened and there's a window for um, travellers to now get back into it. So that is seeing the upside for tourism. That is a long-awaited day for that sector. Uh, That employs around 5% of the nation's workforce. And before the pandemic, it contributed 3% to the economy. And that is going to be good news for Australia's economy to see more travel and, of course, more supply of um, some workers as well coming through into Australia. And looking at where we are for Hong Kong, a slightly different story. That's because um, 
Hong Kong has banned KLM flights from Amsterdam and Scoot flights from Singapore. So that is with Hong Kong's approach towards COVID-19, a zero-COVID approach where they are trying to stamp out any possible um, triggers that might just raise the number of cases. And according to reports, um, some of those flights they have cancelled earlier saw some passengers testing positive for COVID on arrival. So I think Hong Kong's just playing it safe or just trying to be conservative here. All right, let's bring the conversation to Singapore now. And I'm going to start with the proposed merger between Maple Tree Commercial Trust and Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust. We discussed this yesterday uh, on this show at about 10.05. Later in the day, the Securities Investors Association of Singapore, CS, questioning whether the deal's rationale, um, well, several questions in that area. First up, why was CS questioning the deal's rationale in the first place. Okay, there are a couple of reasons they have put on the table for clearer answers um, they want from the management. Uh, among them, they are asking why this merger needs to happen because there are no apparent operational synergies between both sides, between Maple Tree Commercial Trust and Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust. And looking at the factors they have also put forth um, for MCT unit holders, they are pointing out that some of these Maple Tree Commercial Trust um, unit holders invested in MCT because of its exposure to the stable and resilient Singapore market. But now with the potential merger, these MCT unit holders will be exposed to other markets, namely Greater China. And Mm. you might remember um, the Festival Walk Mall um, a couple of years ago because of the protests in Hong Kong. That was badly vandalized and there were some um, fires they had to put out. So that was something that really made the headlines for wrong reasons. And now... MCT shareholders will have to be exposed to those markets which they may not have necessarily wanted in the first place. So it's a bit of a change in mandate in that sense. So they are also asking questions on that front. And MCT um, unit prices, just to give you some context, have fallen about 10% um, since the announcement was made. So unit holders not too happy since the merger announcement. Um, and if you look at the MNACT's key assets, namely Festival Walk and Gateway Plaza, they continue to report lower average rental rates. So on top of the exposure to those markets, you also have a deal with assets um, that are not commanding strong average rentals. So it's not a great deal according to some MCT unit holders. And Sias is also asking for further clarity on whether the manager of MNACT is actively seeking competing bids and whether they have looked at any other superior offers or any offers at all. So they just want more clarity and transparency on how this entire process was uh, conducted. Next up, analysts and investors continue to suss out potential winners and losers from Singapore's budget announcement that happened last Friday. I'm hearing a lot of people say that banks and REITs could be amongst the big winners. Why is that? Yeah, so it's been a mix of views. Um, if you look at the glass half full, there is a case for banks to benefit from the budget 2022 announcements. So if you look at, for example, the support packages for the jobs and business support package, it does um, come in the form of 500 
million dollars worth of support. And in that sense, it minimizes the threat of non-performing loans from the SME sector. Of course, that's great news for banks. And also on top of that, you could see more loans emerging because of the expanded enterprise financing scheme for mergers and acquisitions. So also good news for banks. And another factor that could be great for banks is the green bonds space where up to $35 billion worth of green bonds could be issued by 2030 to fund um, public sector green infrastructure projects. So that is going to mean potential fee income and also going to attract more bonds um, being made across the region and of course Singapore trying to position itself as a green uh, bonds hub so something that could put banks in a really good position and looking at where we are for the other announcements Comfort Delgro could also be a big winner because of that push into a greener space um, where the government is trying to set up EV charging infrastructure. So they have already won a pilot tender. So they could be in the running for even more contracts uh, with this push for more EV adoption and more charging points. So that is seen as a positive for ComfortDelGro. In related news, Finance Minister Lawrence Wong says Singapore needs to double down on its efforts to be more competitive. In particular, he notes that Singapore cannot always rely on a low tax base and that we need to invest more in infrastructure and workforce capabilities. All right, time for corporate news. A number of local companies to get through. A number of them are reporting earnings and they're also making other announcements. For this, we turn to our game of Up or Down. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go. SIA Engineering. All right, I'm going more with Up. And it's seeing SIA Engineering posting a net profit of $33.2 million from its for its um, third quarter. Mm-hmm. So that's up nearly 22 or 25.5 million from the previous year. So it is seeing uh, some upside from the, lead, uh, the latest um, earnings. Up for me as well with SIA Engineering netting more than 33 million in the third quarter of the year thanks to government wage support and one-off tax provision. If not for the government support, this would have been a down for SIA Engineering. It would have been in the red. Let's look at StarHub. Okay, this is going to be an up for me. They have scored a goal and they have now <laughs> won the broadcast rights in Singapore for the English Premier League. And that is after a 12-year break where, of course, Singtel was in charge. What did you do for six years? Six years? Mm, so my dad had to switch to Singtel, of course. <laughs> and now he's now looking at uh, the packages that might be coming from StarHub. And maybe he's thinking about switching back. So definitely a goal for a StarHub up for me as well. Let's look at Raffles Medical. Okay, so this is going to be a down for me. So it's after they posted an 8.1% drop in second half profit to nearly $45 million, mainly due to higher expenses. Uh, on the other hand, Elite Commercial Trust looking like an up. Yes, that is in the news and that is uh, with Elite Commercial Trust announcing a DPU of 2.8 pence for the half year ended December 31st. And that is up 12.4%. And finally, let's take a look at Vicom. Okay, Vicom is going to be an up for me. Net profit in the green, higher by 1.2% to nearly 25 million dollars so services of the group in demand 
Yeah, up for me as well on the back of that. Vicom netting nearly 25 million last year. Now, one last story before we check in on markets this morning. Did you hear, Ryan, about the Porsches and the Lamborghinis that are lost at sea? Apparently, more than 150 million US dollars of luxury vehicles are lost off the coast of Portugal. Where can I get my hands on one, Ryan? <laughs> if you have a boat that can <laughs> go all the way to where the ship is right now okay. is for your taking and if you can somehow drive it back onto land maybe you could walk away or drive away with those um, vehicles so it is yeah. because a fire um, broke out on a cargo ship and all the crew members were evacuated so essentially it's an empty ship with a lot of cars and it's now just burning up off the coast of Portugal so not great news for I guess anyone waiting for those shipments but I imagine that will likely be some insurance for those companies involved, um, mainly Volkswagen. Just imagine that. I mean, the cargo ship in question is the size of three football fields. That's a lot of cars lost at sea. Take your pick. Volkswagen, Porsche, Audis, Bentleys, even Lamborghinis. Let's turn to Singapore now. We are 23 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index finished up about a quarter percent yesterday on the first full day of trading following Friday's budget announcement. Local banks leading the way. How's CSDI trading this morning? So it was a, a session that bucked the trend across the region, mm-hmm. slightly higher for STI, but pretty much in line with the region right now. We have deep losses for most markets that have opened. You've got the STI in the red right now by 0.9%, 3,404. And looking at the 30 constituents, we've got all of them in the red. And right at the top of the list for the, the losers, you've got Bev down by 2.1%, Wilmer down by one5 followed by SIA also one5 and most stocks down by 1%. If you look at the banks, um, they are led by UOB in the red by 1.2%. Um, so that is the reflection of the jitters around Ukraine and pretty much in line with what's happening in Japan and Korea where markets are down by over a percent. All right. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang. Coming up at 10.05, when the Fed moves fast to rate hikes, what does it mean for the markets and your portfolio? I figure all that out. Stay with me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.